3: This is live bet Sunday on VSAN, the Sports
4: Betting
3: Network. Then welcome in hour number two. Dan Leach here with you on live bet Sunday. Follow me on Twitter, Dan Leach, DTM. We got a jam-packed hour two uh, coming up in a little bit. We'll talk with Justin Perry from Shot Quality Bets. Uh, a little NBA action, or excuse me, college basketball action with him, and some Major League Baseball. Because before you know it. Baseball season is going to be here. I mean, I'm here in Detroit. It's been anywhere between negative fifteen real feel to like a high of twenty in certain days over the past several weeks. I'm ready for, you know, that sweet smell of the glove and that sweet sound of a pitcher throwing to a catcher. And even though the tigers are gonna stink, going out to Comerica Park, having the hot dog, hanging out with the, the girlfriend and the, the the friend groups and the parents and whatever. Uh, the tailgating—it's just I cannot wait for that. Obviously, if you're out west, if you're in California, and Vegas, uh, of course it's always hot out there. But us, us here on the East Coast, it's time. So I'm looking forward to talking to uh, some season win totals with Justin Perry as we get set for the Major League Baseball season. And as I mentioned, you know you've got this All-Star Game in a different format this year. I'm going to continue to update that for for you throughout the the evening. And it's, it's just interesting to me that they drafted before the game started. I think it makes for you know less familiar now that these players don't know each other, but there's less familiarity when you draft right before a game. It's very streetball style. And you gotta kind of figure out who's on your team, who's gonna play there. Also for the coaches that are coaching this game. You know, normally when you have an all-star game, and even when they've had the draft in the past, they've done it, you know, well before the game started, not right before, you know, they, they go to post Malone and then you know do a little warm-up and start the game. So maybe that's gonna lead to in the future if they keep this format keeping these games much closer. Cause a lot of times, obviously there's no defense being played, but you have like a, a team up 30 at some point. And yeah, there's times where teams come back in the all-star game, but with this Elam ending, and if you don't know what that means after the third quarter, whatever team score is, you know, whatever, whoever team, the team that's up is whatever their score is, you add 24 to that. And that's the target score, but it's an untimed quarter and it's whoever gets to that point total first. So that can make for an exciting ending too. As I mentioned, it has over the last three years, Two of the three years, you've had incredibly exciting innings. I know Team LeBron came back in the first year they did this, and they were down 90 in the, the third quarter, and won it. we had an exciting finish last year. A couple of years ago, I think it was a 20-point win uh, by Team Durant, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll see what happens, but here we are at the half. Uh, I had a small play on the under. I, I still got a chance, I think. I just thought the number was too high, and all-star game totals keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But it was 324 and a half. That's what I got it at. And I know it went down to like 323 now before the game started. But I put a small play on the under. Right now it's 99-92 at halftime. But remember, the fourth quarter, you're not going to have the ability to have a huge quarter. So far you've had, uh, you know, a 92-point quarter and you've had a 99-point quarter. The most you could have, theoretically, well, I guess you could have – a little more if the team's really down and they make some kind of huge comeback, but you're not going to have an almost 100-point quarter when the target score is just 24 points more than the team that's leaning up to the third quarter. So maybe I'll be able to cash a little uh, all-star under, and once I, you know, as I mentioned at the start of the show, there's not a ton of value betting the NBA All-Star game. It's just a, a kibitz to have a little fun. Uh, I did make three plays on MVP because there's some value there. So far, my, my MVP plays are not looking good. I got John Morant, Jokic, and Luka Doncic, but the second half's coming, and Anything can happen. Right now, it looks like if Team Giannis wins, Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell are well on their way to having a great chance to win the MVP. And if Team LeBron comes back the way that Kyrie Irving has played so far, he's got 18 points, 8 of 9 shooting, 2 of 2 from downtown. Uh, I mentioned uh, Tatum, he has 17 on 8 of 11 shooting, 16 for Donovan Mitchell. I will say, just in, in just one hopeful you know, uh, thought here, uh, looking at Jokic, he only has 2 points. He's only taken 1 shot. But he does have three rebounds, six assists, and two steals. So if he gets start, you know, gets started scoring in the third and fourth quarter. Maybe if Team LeBron wins, I have a small chance. I took him at 18 to 1. So there's a little value there. Uh, so we'll keep you updated on that as we go along here. Uh but wanted to get a little NHL action here. We talked, had some fun uh, you know, with the NHL on the show last night, with a lot of late games. Not that many uh late games going on tonight. Uh, but you do have a game going on in Arizona and it's such an interesting scenario in Arizona. Those of you that are NHL fans are obviously aware of it. They're playing at the Arizona Sun State Sun Devil Arena because they could come to an agreement with the, the city in their regular arena. And it's just, it's very small. It's a college arena. It's not it's nice. Uh, but I remember when, when my Detroit Red Wings played there recently, I mean, Arizona played some really good hockey, and they're not that great of a team. But tonight they're beating the Columbus Blue Jackets 2-1 late in the second period. Ah, uh, the finals from earlier. Minnesota hung on and beat Nashville four to three. Ottawa all over St. Louis seven to two in overtime. A team that I've been following that's been you know up and down, but playing some great hockey, but just couldn't find a way to win this one was Edmonton. That you know they lost six to five in overtime. Edmonton was down or was up four, three to nothing, four to one against the Rangers a couple nights ago. That's why I went with the Rangers because Edmonton they're making these comebacks when they're getting down. They did the same thing with the Red Wings recently. Where they were down two goals late in the game or in the third, and they tied it, lost in a shootout. Colorado gets the better of them in overtime, six to five. And then Chicago, Chicago Blackhawks, they take down Toronto five to three. You know, the Blackhawks, not a very good team. Uh, And also New Jersey and Winnipeg. Uh, That game in New Jersey was four to two, the Devils. And just looking at where we're at in the National Hockey League, as we're getting closer to the playoffs, And just some teams that I'm looking at that are not, you know, maybe leading their division, uh, you know, not a team that everyone is talking about having the best chance of, you know, winning a Stanley Cup. I think those are teams you got to look at when it comes to, you know, maybe making some division bets, maybe making some futures bets, obviously, uh, on teams to make it just at least to the Stanley Cup, uh, because that way you don't have to worry about a team having to win it. Because we know, to me, and I've said this for years, I think there is no tougher second season. No tougher playoff season than the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. That's how the Kings, obviously a lot of it was Jonathan Quick and how great he was in net. That, that's how an eight-seed Kings team can win the Stanley Cup. So you, there's a couple teams I want to bring up here, and they've got interesting value when it comes to winning their division. Boston right now, obviously, up 13 on the Maple Leafs. But the Maple Leafs are, you know, it's around 30 or so to one to be able to catch them. There still are 25 games left. We've seen teams recently go on six, seven, eight-game win streaks. We saw Seattle go on that historic road-winning streak. The Maple Leafs have a very talented team. And I think Boston is going to win the Atlantic, but is there some value for a you know a small play on taking the Maple Leafs, you know, to go on some kind of win streak and at least make that interesting and have an incredibly long odds? That's one team I'm looking at. I still think the Maple Leafs have a chance uh, you know, to finally do something in the playoffs. But then if you look at the Metropolitan Division, the Rangers to me. And you saw what they were able to do against uh, Edmonton a couple nights ago. You know, down 3 nothing, down 4-1. Just stands on his head. They've got Panera. They've got all these different players that are so talented offensively. And right now, they're down 7 in the division. And, you know, 7 points to, to the Carolina Hurricanes. And I think a play on the Rangers to possibly win the division and getting some good value on that. You got to, if you're gonna make plays on certain teams right now, there's certain teams you gotta do it on now before the odds go way down. And that's one of the teams that I've identified. I know the Rangers just lost, uh, but they're 8-0 and 2 in their last 10. They have a plus 39 goal differential. And I just love Shisterkin just to that. We saw what they were able to do last year, almost getting to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh so that's a team I've looked at, not just to take, you know, to maybe catch Carolina in the division, uh, but also to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. And there's some decent odds. On that as well, and then looking at the Western Conference, the the Pacific Division is completely wide open. I mean, you got the Vegas Golden Knights leading it right now. You got the Kings down by a goal or down by a point. They can score goals, you know, in a hurry. They're, uh, you know, they scored 196 goals on the year. They've won four in a row. The Knights have won five in a row. The Kraken have won two in a row. You got all those teams within one or two points of each other. Vegas leading the division with 72, Kings with 71, Kraken with 70. Edmonton, of course, still alive. They've got 68, even the Calgary Flames. I know it's Calgary. I like saying saying Calgary. Uh, The Calgary Flames are just, you know, nine points down, which is not, uh, it's not a small amount, but it's not insurmountable when they have, you know, 26 games left. And if they go on a win streak, you go on a six-game win streak, that's 12 points right there. Obviously, got to hope the teams that are ahead of you uh, aren't winning a, a lot of games as well. But that's a, a wide-open division. I think you look at a team like Edmonton or Seattle uh, with some, you know, positive plus-money odds to win the division. And I don't think either of those teams are going to go to the Stanley Cup final, so I'm not going in that direction in that division. But I don't think Vegas is going to hang out and win that division. I'll uh, do respect to my good friends out there in the desert. Uh, I think it's going to be the Kings, the Kraken, for the Oilers. then in the in the central and the West, you've got another division that's kind of, I don't want to say it's as wide open as the Pacific. I really like the Dallas Stars as a team. They're plus 37 in goal differential, but they've been, you know, not a great team in their last 10. Three, two, and five. Losing a lot of games in overtime or in shootouts. They have three shootout lists on the row, uh, on the uh, uh, on the year, excuse me. They're up three on the Weedy Peg Jets, and they're up five on the Colorado Avalanche. I think the Avalanche are a team with a plus 18 win, uh, goal differential, 6-2-2 in their last 10, three-game winning streak. That's a team, to me, with a value bet to win the uh, you know Central Division, come back, make a run there. And they're definitely good enough come playoff time with their goaltending and offensive ability and ability to really slow teams down uh, on defense. They're a team that I think would be a nice little flyer, take them to go uh, to the Stanley Cup Final. Because, you know, in the West, to me, there's not like a dominant team. I mean, obviously, Dallas... And Winnipeg and the Knights and the Kings. I mean, you've got some good teams, but there's no knockout, drag out, you know, unbelievable team like we're seeing Boston in the Eastern Conference and even Carolina as well, with 82 and 80. Uh, Boston with 89 points and Carolina with 82 points. But I, that's why the West to me is wide open for you know bets to make the Stanley Cup final. And I like a team like Colorado uh, and I like a team like the Edmonton Oilers with the value there as well. All right, we've got my man Justin Perry's coming up. Uh, next here, we're going to talk some college basketball and Major League Baseball win totals later in hour number two this hour. We're going to talk to James Albarino, the spread investor uh, on the NBA. So stay tuned for that stuff. we got a lot more to come for you here. We'll keep updating you on what's going on in Utah with the All-Star. game. they're about to start the third quarter. It's Team Giannis 99, Team LeBron 92. All right, we'll talk with Justin Perry coming up next. This is Live Bet Sunday. I'm Dan Leach. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Leach And you're watching VC and listening to the Sports Betting Network. I'm
2: searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity
0: voice remote judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com
2: it's my little escape
0: now judy's the life of the party
2: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
0: whoa take it easy judy (laughs) Jumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. J-j-jumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary for prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: This is Live Bet Sunday on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So you can see changes in all of the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. It's like having your own little time machine, Doc Brown. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better Year round, check out today's betting splits for every game at Veasan dot right, I'm Dan Leach here with you, hour number two of Live Bet Sunday. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Leach DTM, and very excited to bring in my man Justin Perry. You can follow him on Twitter at Justin Perry eight for shot quality bets. Justin, happy Sunday night! Happy almost you know less than a month away from March Madness.
4: Oh man, it is a, it is a great time to be in college basketball. Everyone gearing up for some uh, late-season seeding battles. we got to see who's going to get into some of these big uh, tournaments in the right spots to try to make that run in some of the smaller mid-major conferences. Uh, it's a great time to be a fan and a sports better.
3: No, it really is. And before we get into uh, some games for tomorrow, there's one game I want to get off the bat with you that I, I really like uh, an underdog in. Uh, so we'll get to that in a second. But i, I got to talk to you about North Carolina. I mean, I was on NC State earlier today. I mean, I don't want to say it was easy money because it was close late. But this North Carolina team, I just don't think there's any chance they can get things together and make the tournament. Is there? I mean, listen, they have some nice moments this year. They've got talent. I mean, they've got, obviously, guys like Love. It's not like they're a bad team. But in big moments this year, especially against Miami earlier in the week and against NC State today uh, and really throughout the season, they have really just not looked like a tournament team. And I feel like they're good enough to be one but won't be good enough to get in.
4: It's uh it was pretty tough to watch the end of that one, right? NC State yeah. goes on a big run late. It was a it was a tight game the whole way through and you, you maybe thought that North Carolina was ready to buck all of the noise that we had been hearing all week about, you know, now having no quad one wins and this kind of being one of their, you know, last good chances to get one, only a two and a half point dog today. Uh, and they were looking pretty good. I mean, you know, they were they were tied with like eight minutes to go, but it kinda just put that out of their hands. I think that they're pretty firmly on the bubble for me. Uh, I know that the no quad one wins are going to get a lot of headline noise, but they've done decently against quad two teams. I think it's like six and two or something. I I do think that still warrants some bubble consideration, but they're going to have to really step up and kind of get some big wins. I mean, uh, hosting Virginia a week from Saturday is definitely one that they're going to have circled on the calendar. And then of course, closing the season, the week after hosting Duke, I mean, they basically need both of those or else they have very, very little of the
3: case. Sure. No, that's, that's great stuff there. And just it's interesting just to watch a team that's got a lot of talent, but just can't get the job done. As you mentioned, no quad yeah. one wins. Let's talk about another team here, Justin. It's an interesting game tomorrow night. Uh, that's trying to work their way in the tournament. And I know that it's got a hundred put on them by TCU, a team that I love. And they're going on the road. But Oklahoma State, that before this loss to Kansas and TCU had one, I think it was four or five in a row. And they looked a lot better. They're going to Morgantown against a 4-10 and in the Big 12 West Virginia team. But they're solid at home. West Virginia minus five, total 143.5. Am I crazy to say, take the points and run with the Cowboys? I think it's a
4: pretty tough spot for the Cowboys. They haven't looked all that great uh, when made an underdog this season, only covered three underdog spreads on closing lines this year. And I don't think that West Virginia is really looking to uh, be that type of program that, that plays weaker just because they've had a down year. I think they want to make sure that they get wins against teams that they're supposed to beat, uh, get ready maybe for some type of run in what is shaping up to be one of the craziest conference tournaments in a long time. In the Big 12 tournament, I like West Virginia. I think it's going to be close, but I think this one actually ends up. I like the going on the over mostly. I think West Virginia's points might be a really good way to play this one. Oklahoma State has been giving up a good amount of points to their opposition. You know, we saw 100 put up like T, by TCU, like you said. Kansas puts up 87, uh, low scoring. Iowa State. You know, they actually uh, were able to beat. But I I still expect this one to get to like 75 or so for West Virginia. I think that they can get the points that they're going to need. Staying away from the spread, though, I I think this one just ends up being a little bit more high-scoring.
3: Well, guess what? I said that if you liked it, I was going to go with it. Otherwise, I'm staying away now. I I just thought thought about, you know, not revenge, but like coming off a 100-point beatdown, you're on the road again. You know, they kind of muster the troops, keep it close, because not like West Virginia's a great team, but you made a lot of great points there. I think the total is the way to go on that game. Now, listen, it's not the greatest of slates. I know there's Kansas TCU, but you got to look for some spots on a Monday night, and you've got one with Florida A&M. It's the battle of the A&Ms, Justin. Florida A&M and Alabama A&M, so it's what FAMU and AMU, uh, the total is 128.5, and, and it's Alabama AM and at home, minus nine. What are you thinking about this one?
4: So, FAMU is probably one of the worst teams in the country, but Alabama AM really isn't far behind, and, and FAMU has actually covered a decent amount of spread in this conference on the road, 11-5 road team on spreads. I think it's just because you can't really give Teams in this conference as much as a, of a home court boost as sometimes you get. And so it ends up skewing things a little bit for them. But another reason I like this is because I expect it to be a little bit of a slower game. Uh, these teams have stayed under 120 the last two times that they've played. I just think that we're going to get something around that. And, and when you only have 120 points, getting a double-digit game can be a little tough. Um, so I, I do like this one to go under and, and that to give a little bit of extra value to that nine points on the dog here. It's a Monday. Uh, anything. It's really tough for, to sit there and look at this conference in the SWAC and say that anything is guaranteed. And, and when you get games like that, I just lean towards taking the points.
3: Yeah, Justin, I'll tell you the Rattlers have done anything but rattle this year. We're talking with Justin Perry, shot quality bets, follow him on Twitter at Justin Perry8. As I mentioned, you got to you know get creative sometimes and look for some value on some of these interesting slates on a Monday night. Here's another one. You got two teams combining for 14 wins with Mississippi Valley State and Prairie View A&M, but some value possibly on this game. Prairie View minus 12, the total 131. What are you taking as they host them in the William Nix Building at 9 o'clock tomorrow night?
4: Yeah, same same type of you know initial theory here on the SWAC being one of these more unpredictable conferences. You look at what Prairie View has been doing. You know they've they've lost to Grambling, they lost to Southern Big. Uh, you know they they did beat that FAMU team. It was a pretty big beatdown. But Bethune-Cookman, a little bit before that, only beat them by two points. You know, MVSU gets a bad rap. They've been another one of these teams, almost like IUPUI, in the last couple of years. That's been so bad that people feel like you can just continuously bet against them. Uh, you know, I think this team has actually taken a few steps off of the floor uh, and isn't maybe one of the five worst teams. It's, it's still close, but I think that they have a decent shot to cover a game like this. I mean, if I told you that MVSU was 18 and 10 against the spread this season, it, it might surprise you. I mean, that's a really good rate uh, and Prairie view is, is three and eight as a favorite. So when you have to lay it and take Prairie view, I just hesitate. I, I'm going to take the points, the plus 12. I just think it's a lot. Uh, these two teams, the last couple times they've played last three meetings have all been separated by seven or less points. So getting 12 here feels like it, should be enough for this new energy MVSU team to keep it close.
3: Yeah, Justin. Hey, listen, Purdue view—they're a ten-win team. It's a lot of points to me. And Louisville is another four-win team. They're catching a lot of points against Duke. They obviously are, you know, playing better. So a lot of times late in the year, you know, that's a lot of points with teams that are not that good. Eastern Michigan's another team, my alma mater. That you know, Monty Bates obviously is the key for them. They're not a good team. They went on kind of a cover run recently. So you got you pick some spots late in the year. You can definitely cash some tickets. Got about a minute or so left here uh, in this segment, Justin. And I, I want to bring up the yep. game of the night here, of course. You got Kansas off that big comeback against Baylor, down by double digits of the half, scored 55 of them in the second half. TCU put the 100 up on Oklahoma State. They're in TCU. It's TCU minus one and a half. I've seen some twos out there. Total 149. And a half. This should be a, a great game, but is there value on one of the sides?
4: Yeah, this is going to be one of the best games of the night, and I'll quickly tell you I'm going to go with TCU. I think that 100 100- Shouldn't be something you overreact to, thinking like there's no way they do it again. This is one of the best teams on shot qualities rankings, and getting a home game where they're favored by less than a bucket. I think you just got to take it, given that we're likely going to see fouls. I'm not laying the minus 120 on the money line, so getting like minus 105 to lay one and a half right now at win. Uh, You know, there's there's some good lines out there. I just shop and make sure you get it. I think TCU uh, is one of those teams that you might be looking at, you know, futures right now, 40 to one or so to win the championship last night. I don't know if it's moved, but this is a statement game for them. If They're really serious. They're going to come out and and make this type of uh, game known that they're here to play. It'll be a good one. But uh, yeah, I think TCU edges it out at the end.
3: Yeah, and also, Justin, I like TCU 7 1 just to get to the final four with some value on teams that yeah. aren't going to necessarily win at all, but to get there. Can you stick around and talk a little Major League Baseball with me?
4: Oh, my pleasure, Dan. I, I can't all wait right, to great. talk about win totals.
3: Keep us warm air out in the East Coast. We'll talk with some win totals in Major League Baseball with Justin Perry next. Please follow him on Twitter at Justin Perry8. This is Live Bet Sunday. I'm Dan Leach. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Leach DTM, and this is Decent the sports betting network sizzling on a sunday night this is live bet sunday on vsan the sports betting network If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the ViSA experts have you covered. Become a Vison Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VCN.com slash subscribe today. Sign up for only $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. And a man that's always subscribed to winning plays, my man Justin Perry. Follow him on Twitter at Justin Perry8 from Shot Quality Bets. I had a great time talking a little college hoops with you. But as I mentioned, you know, I'm here in Michigan on the East Coast. You know, obviously it's been freezing. There's been too much snow. It's been out of control. I want some warmth. And nothing like talking about some baseball to get us, uh, you know, warm in the heart and warm in the betting handle. Uh, baseball is going to be here before we know it, Justin. And I, it, it's, I don't know if you feel the same way. This year, to me, it feels like it's not been that long since the World Series.
4: Yeah. I, You know, I agree with you. I agree with you. It feels like it kind of just ended. I don't know if that's just the the personal craziness with the shock quality stuff. But, you know, I love, I think, the, the, the mirroring, right? Like how quickly we just go right. From one of these sports into the other that I cover here, mostly it's uh, it's such a it's such a great thing.
3: No, it really is, and, and listen, this is a great time too to get those futures tickets. Whether it's making a play on a team to win their division, World Series, but also win totals. And and I know, and Justin, I mean, this is something that we both understand. There, and, I, and I'm even someone myself that feels this way. I don't love having my money tied up for a long period of time, and obviously, baseball is the longest season of any sport. But that being said, you got action every night. I mean, there's 162 games. It's a you know, big, much bigger sample size than trying to take you know, football overs or you know, futures in the NHL or the NBA. I think there is a tremendous amount of value on taking over or under win totals in Major League Baseball because there's some really bad lines. And I, I just wanted to get, before we get into some teams that you like, uh, either over or under, just the thought process on making a win total bet and why it's valuable.
4: Yeah, no, sure. I think win total bets have really interesting, like, long-term implications in terms of, like, getting a chance to give yourself a good position, right? So uh, if you play them early in the season and maybe, uh, you know, given how long of a bet it is, I usually play them a little bit bigger than, like, my standard everyday unit. Uh, But what that allows me to do, right, is kind of get a position that I'm against uh, as the season goes along, right? So if I'm taking you know, one of the best teams to go over their win total and, you know, it's kind of getting to that point where they're getting close and I can, I can take some long odds on some, uh, you know, big underdogs to maybe beat uh, one of the best teams in a random game because I stand to gain a little on both sides and maybe, you know, the underdog is a little bit badly priced. Uh, I get a little bit of extra incentive. So even if I lose that bet, uh if like a you know like let's say it's like the marlins and i end up betting on, like the marlins on an off pitcher day well all of a sudden right right like even if i lose that bet on high odds like i still have something that i've kind of gained a little bit on so late season it creates some interesting like arbitrage slash i guess you know hedging scenarios
3: no, that's, a, that's a perfectly explained. You're right. Because late in the year, you can, I mean, you can head your way into a for-sure win based on where you're at analytically with the, the bet you made right. in the preseason. Let's talk about some teams you like. It You know, the Yankees, judges, he's back. The judges spoke, and they won 99 last year. Their win total, 94.5 right now. What are you thinking about with the New York Yankees?
4: I know it's a homer bet uh, for ah. me, but I got to go over. I think, you know, this team started off last year so hot. Uh, when they were healthy, this is just one where I'm, I'm willing to put my foot in the sand and say that you know, five weeks into the season, this could very, very easily be 97 and a half, 98 and a half. Uh, if they if they get out to anywhere close to that type of start again, uh, they might be expected to win 100 games by the All-Star break, like they were last year. Of course, you know they had a couple off months. I think like May or something. I, I don't really totally remember. I'm so deep into college basketball, but the Yankees were like <laughs> bad there for like a a stretch or, or they, their total last season would have, you know, been well over 99 in my opinion. But I, I think this number is a little bit too low. The pitching is, is really going to be, I know that they just lost Domingo German, German, but like you still got Nestor Cortez as your three behind Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon. And I just think that's a lot of wins and it's not like the bullpen's bad. Um, they're going to be able to figure it out. They're going to be aggressive late in the season. They're, they're going for it. They just paid Judge. He's you know not going to get much younger. So it, it feels like they're going to gun hard for that number one, try to lock in the home field advantage as much as they can. They probably felt like last season with the Astros winning 106, that kind of put them at a little bit of a disadvantage. It, it, this feels like something that they want. Like They know the Astros are going to go for 95-plus. Their line's set a little bit higher. I think the Yankees try to keep pace, win best overall record. Uh, there's a lot of team motivation to hit this number and more.
3: No, I don't think it's a home bet at all. And I think you made great points there. And I think this is a team, like you said, the Astros winning a lot of games over 100. The Dodgers, we will get to in a second here. And, and listen, they got Judge back, and they're angry about the way they lost in the playoffs. I think it's I think the number is perfect right there at 94 and a half. But how about the Dodgers? They won 111 last year. They're not going to do that again, obviously. A plus 334 run differential, and obviously a, a little bit of a different looking team. But you look at their win total right now, 96. That does seem pretty darn low to me.
4: Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, you know, Yankees and the Dodgers are the only two teams uh, that were able to get to 50 wins against teams less than 500 last year. Even the Astros only won 42 games against subpar teams, and and no one else really even got above 45, I believe, in the entire MLB. uh, The Mets at 45, but, you know, it's, oh, and the Blue Jays, sorry. Oh, Boston. No, no, no. Sorry. Right. I'm just flying. They just played a lot of under 45 teams. But it's, it's about the win percentage, right? And the Yankees are going to take those games. The Dodgers are going to take those games against some of these weaker teams uh, that are not going to be able to handle the batting order. They're going to put up the runs and spurts. I just think the, the Dodgers are going to have one of the most dangerous teams in the West. It's not like, um, or not in the West, in, in the National League. They're not going to be playing good teams, right? They're going to have they're going to get so many games against the Diamondbacks, the the Rockies, even the Giants that look like they might be a little subpar. And then you know if they're going to visit teams like the Reds and and the Pirates, it's just the National League feels like it's a lot easier for the most dominant team to get to 100 games.
3: No, definitely, I, I definitely agree with that. And I mean, you look at it; it's, it's spread around in that sense. And teams that obviously had a lot of wins last year, but a lot of those teams are in different positions this year. And this is an interesting team too in the American League, a wild card team last year, played great at the end of the season. They had that great run. Uh, with the, the home crowd going nuts for some of those late-season games and playoff games. The Mariners, they won 90 games last year. They had a plus-67 run differential. That's going to be a lot better, I think. And the American League, you know, I don't think it's going to have as much heaviness in certain areas, especially in that division. They're 87-and-a-half. What are you thinking about Seattle?
4: Yeah, they got to 90 last year. I like them to repeat, honestly. I'm a, a big George Kirby fan. I'll tell you that. I think his stuff is really nice. Uh, Logan Gilbert, Luis Castillo uh, is going to be there for the entire season. He was a great pickup by them last year, gave them a lot of life. At the end of it, I think he settled in to, you know, one of the best pitching environments. I think that's a big deal for these Mariners. They they have a great home court advantage a little bit here, uh, playing out there in, in, like, you know, some of the easiest places for these young studs essentially to go in and, and really whip their stuff, get that movement um so i i'm a big fan of them i think they locked down some wins they have one of the best bullpens in the mlb it's going to be a fun year out there in the al west they have star power uh i'm I'm excited to see what they do I, i think they're still a sleeping giant they might get out of the first round
3: no, I love it. And I, the ALI, you know, listen, the Angels, Rangers, Athletics. I mean, the Angels could be okay, but it's not like the greatest division. So I mean, they could beat up on the division well, as you mentioned with yeah. a great
4: Rom going to that division is kind of fun. Shohei Ohtani sure. being in that division is fun. Uh, and then the Mariners are, are kind of an exciting team uh, along with the Astros. So uh, it's it's definitely an interesting one. You know, it's not like the the Athletics, of course, are are going to maybe struggle to even hit sixty wins, but right other than that, you might get some competitive games here and there for sure.
3: 30 seconds left here, Justin. Thanks so much again for the time. And I want to, one more team. I wanted to ask you about the Marlins, uh, interesting team 76 is their win total. You know, it seems like kind of right where it should be. What about Seattle or about about the Florida Marlins, Miami Marlins?
4: I think that they're gonna, you know, lose a few more games than that. Honestly, I'm going to go under. I think I had to take a minus like 120 minus minus one fifteen, but I'm pretty okay with that. We saw them just, uh, Chip Pablo Lopez, up. I just worry about the pitching. Of course, uh, Sandy's going to be nasty and, and win them like, you know, a third of the game they actually get this season. But after that, it's going to be pretty tough for them in a pretty loaded National League East. So I don't see their uh, record amongst their league foes being too good. Uh, national That's one of the strongest divisions right now. I'm excited to see how it goes for them long-term, but right now the Marlins are not going to be winning too much.
3: Yep, just 69 wins last year. Justin, great stuff. Thanks so much for joining us. Can't wait to talk to you again. My pleasure, man. Have a good night. All right, there he is, Justin Perry. Shot quality bets. Follow him on Twitter, Justin perry 8 We will talk uh, coming up next with James Albarino, a little NBA action. Dan Leach here on Live Bet Sunday on Visa, the Esports Betting Network. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSN, the sports betting network. Attention, BetMGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. That's pretty sweet. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call one under gambler Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. I'll tell you what is available. It's my man, James Alberino, the spread investor. James, great to welcome you to the show on this fine All-Star Sunday night. And I got to ask you for just off the top here. You know, the new All-Star format with the Elam ending, the, the, the way they're drafting now right before the game. Are we? I, I mean, I like the draft thing, but the game itself seems a little messy. Am I wrong? I mean, the halftime
5: score was, I think, 99-92, so <clears throat> fun for entertainment purposes on that end, if you like offense, but the game is just just all over the place. There's a lot going on. It's very different from how it was in the 90s and early 2000s. I liked it when they had the, the years where every player would wear his own team jersey instead of the East right. or the West. They had that for a couple of years now. It's a little wacky, and Salt Lake City, just a uh, destination for this year's.
3: Yeah, it's it's interesting, too. It's like they in the pregame show, whether it was like Ernie Johnson or Chalk or Shaq or whoever, they all just kept thinking – the in Salt Lake City in Utah, they've been so welcoming. I think they weren't being, I, I don't say they were being disingenuous, but I think they were kind of maybe a little tongue-in-cheek because it's not like there's a lot of party going on in Utah in some places. <laughs> so very interesting spot, as you mentioned. But let's talk about an interesting spot for a team like the Lakers. Obviously, LeBron has become the all-time scoring champ. That was pretty cool. My friend went all, uh, out to L.A. from uh, Michigan, tried to time the game perfectly, missed it by one game. The game he had tickets to LeBron didn't play in, so that sucked for him. But he is the all-time points king, and the Lakers are a team now that, you know, do we think that at the deadline that they're really, obviously, I mean, did they get much better? Is it really a situation where the Lakers are a team that can do much other than make the play-in tournament and lose in that?
5: I think... Getting in the play-in tournament and and winning that, I think they'll give a, a tough first-round matchup to a lot of teams that they could face in that spot. Now, the, the West Endings are really unsettled. You have a lot of teams that are really all cluttered between that third and the eighth seed. And the Lakers, they win the play-in tournament, get that seventh seed. Best-case scenario, if they get really hot, which, which will be tough with load management, they get the sixth seed. but. Yeah, you know, the West is pretty wide open, and they really, really improved the roster. D'Angelo Russell is so much better for them than Russell Westbrook. Vanderbilt sure. is a great addition. Vanderbilt, you could argue Vanderbilt is a better on-ball defender for a big man than Anthony Davis is, and and obviously having someone extra when Anthony Davis can't go and and he's hurt, and uh, Beasley's a really good shooter, so the Lakers. Lakers have been a team to bet against the last two years. They're finally in a position with 25 games left. They can make a little bit of noise here, and LeBron's still playing, obviously, in peak shape.
3: Yeah, and I'll tell you this: uh, you know, Westbrook for uh, one of the great you know players in in the last 20 or 25 years. But boy he was just opposite and negative for the lakers so you're 100% right that DeAndre russell he's an nba player westbrook sometimes is just a player that's out there that causes some more problems metrically than he helps another interesting team though in james is the pelicans right now sitting at 30 to in 29 uh you know they're in the seventh spot so they're firmly obviously you know in the the, the play in area if you will but what do you think about them as the trade deadline came and went? And, you know, obviously the Zion William injury stuff has been it has been tough for them. But if he's healthy and this team, you know, can really play their best basketball, they're not that far out of the, the three spot. You know, if they're fully healthy, when they're fully
5: healthy, this is a team that, that's one of the top two or three teams in the West right now. But the problem is Zion's injury is recurring. It's a hamstring strain, and it'll keep coming back. And, Brandon Ingram's been on and off, healthy enough. So even in best-case scenario, if they do get fully healthy over the next month, it's leaving them very little time to develop continuity and, and get into the habits of playing at a high level of ball. So it's it's tough in, in that case. But, again, it goes back to the point of the how far the the West is wide open. There's, there's five teams, five of – arguably the seven or eight best teams in the West right now, all are dealing with a star player who's injured or really, really important role players who, who have big injuries right now.
3: No, it's a great point. We're talking with James Alvarino, spread investor on Twitter, at spread investor. Uh, and and listen, let's you know, obviously Kyrie doesn't go to the Lakers. Uh, you know, that, you know, LeBron wanted to try to get his guy there. And, and obviously Durant, you know, Kyrie obviously goes to Dallas and Durant goes to uh, the Phoenix Suns. What do you think of those two players? Because I mean, Kyrie Irving is such an amazing player. He's just got to be in the right situation. The Nets obviously completely blew that thing, and obviously Durant left them too. But of those two guys, you think that Durant helps Phoenix more, or Kyrie helps Dallas more? I mean, that's a
5: tough argument. I think both teams got a lot better. The Mavs are going to be a really, really tough out. You think of a lineup with Luca, Kyrie, Christian Wood. Tim Hardaway Jr., and then you put in either Reggie Bullock or Josh Green for an on-ball defender. You're playing small. You're playing fast. Almost everybody could shoot. You have two bona fide all-stars, guys that could score 30 points. Um, It's going to space their offense out even more because a lot of teams would just sell out on Luka. You're not going to be able to do that as much with Kyrie on the court. Uh, Christian Wood's going to benefit from it a ton. He'll have space to operate in the middle a lot more than he did with this team. And I think they'll be fine enough defensively where Kyrie makes a big enough impact offensively to offset it. And the Suns, yeah, <clears throat> the Suns, the thing with the Suns is how healthy is Booker going to be right, throughout the entire playoffs? You know, he's got groin and hamstring injuries. These aren't injuries that just go away. So, you know, he came back on Christmas Day from being out for about two, two and a half weeks and, He got injured within the first five minutes. So now you're going to be in a playoff scenario. They absolutely need KD. If Booker's healthy and KD, and this team stays the course, they're the best team in the West. There's tough to find a team that's going to to beat them in a seven-game series, but that's going to be the biggest question. Is Booker going to be healthy, and can Chris Paul at his age stay healthy for three, four series?
3: Yep, you have to have a healthy booker. When he's healthy, obviously, he's such an incredible difference maker. Got a couple minutes left here, and I really appreciate the times. James Alvarino, follow him on Twitter, at Spread Investor. Uh, is there another team that you can throw out there that maybe you think had uh, one of the best deadlines, that got the best going forward uh, in the second half of the season?
5: Um, I think the Sixers, not that they made a lot of moves, with Jalen McDaniels to get a backup big. They have a lot of depth at every position except for big man spot. Backing up Joel Embiid, I didn't think Harold Harold defensively. They needed more, and McDaniels does a really good job for that. Um, I thought the world, the Wolves had, had an awful awful trade deadline, and that the yeah, very very weird team. The Wolves. A the Wolves have faded but the Wolves have officially eliminated themselves from serious contention in anything in the playoffs related.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you, I had such high hopes for that team, and obviously, you know, you lose Russell, it changes the, the game there, they're sitting in that eight spot, but boy, uh, you know, things falling apart there. Really quickly, though, is there hope for my Pistons? Obviously, we know Cade Cunningham's hurt, but the way that Jalen Durland's played, and uh, I know there was a weird move to trade Sadiq Bay, who I like, but, you know, the Troy Weaver said he doesn't play the right kind of position for with the Pistons need. Any hope for my Pistons going forward? Well, not this season. Going forward, yeah, they have a, a good core, they have a really good young core. They
5: can't get on the court at all at the same time for a long period right. of time, but this season's a punt with where they are in the standings, but next couple of years they have something to build off.
3: Yeah, it's just been tough. I mean, I know the core is great, and I love Caden. I love what they're doing with Troy Weaver's doing. But it's just been very frustrating with injuries. They were so they've been so bad this year. I thought they could be maybe a playing team uh, in the tournament this year, and it's not gone that way. But you have gone the other way and gone to the top level. Uh, James Alberino, really appreciate the time, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for having me on all right great stuff james albarino at spread investor on twitter and yeah it's one of those things where you know i, I know that I, i'm trusting the process even though it never worked in philly uh with my pistons but you know they got this young talent and you got a, a, it's Dwayne it's casey the right guy i just thought they'd be much better this year even with cade being hurt and they're just such uh you know they've had their moments they've beaten the warriors they've beaten some decent teams but you know when you're winning uh you know for 15 and 44 at the break not good Alright, we got much more to come here. Dan Leach here on Live Bet Sunday. You can find me on Twitter at Leach DTM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VCN experts have got you covered. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today for just $9.99 and get access to the best
0: betting talent in the game. Only VSEN Pro subscribers get